0: What we do here is go back, back,
1: back, 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 back. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's, where I get a chance to sit down with fascinating folks from all walks of life to talk to them about where they are now, how they got there, and some of the challenges they've had to overcome along the way. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. I'm sure that this will annoy people if we're eating these bananas, especially my brother who says that I he hates when I uh, eat and talk. But I'll I'm here with that. Rory Cordial. And um, he is, I, you know, it's going to be hard for me to even... Say what you do because you do <laughs> so many different things within your field, uh, which is one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with you. And, um, you, you know, I would say, you know, physical therapist, trainer, you do cupping, you do acupuncture, you do the the thing that you and Sarah did. Like, why don't you give everybody uh, kind of a little bit of your resume of what you do
0: currently? What you do. Okay. Yep. Um yeah, physical therapist and trainer, strength coach, I guess is what I would say I am. And then uh, I think I've just, let's see, I'm 10 or 11 years into my profession as a therapist. Like, And so the schooling is, it's a three-year doctorate program. And then you go out and you start doing your thing. And so um, we have continuing education uh that you have to have as a therapist and um so I think I've just gravitated towards what makes sense for me on treating the body and working with the body so then uh yeah like you mentioned not acupuncture but dry needling I studied um as well as yeah like cupping the scraping grassed in different like ART different uh soft tissue treatment modalities uh, and then from the exercise standpoint or the training side um uh i was exposed at a at a training center athletes performance now exos that i learned kind of the training from at a really high level how to break down movement you know linear multi-directional uh as far as strength training plyometry all these different aspects there's a lot of elements like into training that goes at a you know, really into in depth. And then there's maybe more on the body side where it's like uh, treatment, like an adjustment or working with the the bones or then working with the soft tissue or, um, you know, a little bit more on the body side on like where someone's on the table and you're treating their pain or their dysfunction. Uh, so kind of the bridge between those two worlds is where I, my passion lies and where, so yeah, you know, I'm always continuing to learn like in that space, like if that makes sense at all. Makes <laughs> makes total
1: sense. And um you're you're in a way, you're like the antithesis of like what I want to bring on in a way where I'm like, the whole point was like I would listen to interviews and I'd feel like terrible about myself. I'm like, God, this person's being interviewed is <clears throat> so impressive and I've done nothing. And so I was like, "Oh, we'll get underneath that and find out what people, you know, where they feel like they've failed or what they've been through the hardships." And you, you come in, and and you you just like kind of do it all. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Like you, you are, um, you defy the, you know, that stereotype of like that, uh, the, like kind of like a, a meathead trainer. I think people <laughs> will sometimes do. You are like a uh, such a scientist and a, and a, a doctor of, uh, the body. And, um, could you go into it? it, It's, it's really impressive and I want to hear about it. And and by the way, when Rory says he did like high level, um, he worked with, you've worked with tons of professional athletes, NFL players, right? Uh, what other,
0: what other NFL and then, um, like top tennis players. I've, I spent a lot of years traveling around the world with, um, kind of top tennis athletes. And then, would, you know, go back and forth between tennis and NFL and then uh, and all different athletes, you know, yeah, uh, baseball, MLB, basketball, just a variety of different. Yeah. Athletes. And, and, but, and
1: also Rory is uh, is you're really pretty young. I mean, what, how, how 36, old 36. 36. So. OK, well, so, <laughs> I mean, to be doing what you do on the level, um, he's got clients that we, we can't really even speak about because of, you know, uh, I I think NDA things, but, but, you know, high level uh, athletics and entertainment world. And really people that um, have their pick of the litter and they're picking you, um, which speaks to your talent and your level of expertise. Um, Can you do me a favor and tell me a little bit about the program that you and Sarah were doing uh, that kind of mixes the um
0: yeah body and emotion. mind stuff yeah. yeah so we so my wife sarah um we've been married almost three years in september so we met and then we 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 actually uh kind of got into this through like a couples counseling Let's so say we referred um and uh-huh. the the founder of this uh methodology i guess you call it it's, it's called integrative body psychotherapy in the the lady beverly morse is like the co-creator co of it with her husband jack who has is, is since passed away but uh she's phenomenal phenomenal uh person and like you know therapist and for me um we got exposed to like what is this this methodology that that they do for working with people and, and a lot with like couples and and uh and what spoke to me was the integration of mind body. Cause I feel like everything I do is like, uh, working with, with that space, you know what I mean? And yeah. cause, cause when I'm working with a, a client, it's, it's often like, how can I utilize whatever I've learned, different tools and methods, um, to help them get into a healing state? You know what I mean? Like, how can I help guide your body into a, a state to heal itself? And that's where, so whenever I come across some method or modality that I think that speaks to the way I see the body and work with it, this is one of those things like, it, and it was coming from a different space than normal like therapy or training, um, but they utilize breath work. So it's like they'll utilize different breathing and some some movement to kind of gain access into the body brain the mind so it's like um and that made a lot of sense with me physiologically like dealing with breathing you know oxygen is the final receptor for atp which is our energy so uh it makes a lot of sense to me like any kind of when we start dealing with our breath and our and you're moving oxygen in and out of your body and that's kind of access to our uh autonomic nervous system, like our energy, you know what I mean? That's like kind of access to that, um, to a center in our mind that's like controls our, our autonomic nervous system controls like your, your heart rate, your thermal regulation, your temperature, your resp, you know, respiration, like blood pressure. Um, So uh, I guess that, that intrigued me. Like how are they using breath to connect the mind body? And then, and then the other side was like, then you know, she's a psychotherapist, more on the, the mind side of things. And so for me, it was like kind of a bridge in a different direction. How can I learn and incorporate some more of the mental mind stuff into what I do every day to help people? You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think so. you talked to me about um, the kind of theory that that uh, we have emotions from traumatic Events Maybe from our childhood that could be trapped in yeah, certain and- parts physically in our bodies, which is something that, you know, I've been hearing from acting teachers for 20 years. You know, they, they would my one of the first guys I studied with uh, in New York City, this guy, Terry Schreiber, used to say, like, you know, if you're tight in your hips, you, you know, you may hold tension in your hips or in your jaw. Different people hold it in different places physically. And you're that school of thought. It, as i understood it uh correct me if i'm wrong w- was a way to manipulate the body in order to release these traumatic emotions that were carrying yeah, around Is yeah
0: that- that's exactly right which yeah and i and i really am a believer of that like i think we do hold any kind of trauma whether it's just you know in in our soft tissue from training or from emotions or can be held anywhere in the you know in the body in the viscera in the organs in the in the muscle tissue, like so, yeah. So this methodology really gets to that point, like just through some different breathing and movement, like uh, specifically, like uh, like pelvic tilts, like rocking the pelvis, and so you have a little bit of movement, and and then you're combining breathing with that, and um, and then when there's also a lot, I've learned that there's a lot of power in. Uh, like just the connection and attunement with another person. So like as a therapist, when you're working with someone, uh, and then you're guiding them through some breathing and you, you allow maybe like a trust in a safe space for some of this, uh, for like emotions or, or, you know, like you're saying trauma or, or holding patterns in the body to let go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess it's that
1: you, it's interesting you bring that up because I you know, we don't know each other so well. But uh, I, I feel like we know each other well enough that, you know, your essence when I met you immediately came across as trustworthy, uh, a real rock and like a soft spoken um, kind of. I, I would imagine you're the part of like what, what makes you so good at what you do is that people trust you because you're talking, you know, not only are are you talking about people that need, you know, if I'm an NFL player, my body is my business. Mm-hmm. And so it's like yeah. taking a Lamborghini into the mechanic. It better be a trustworthy mechanic. And right. not only that, I would imagine with some of the clients that you have, they're also must be, you know if you're if you're signing uh, NDAs or whatever? It's like right. there's a trust issue of just because of someone's level of of uh, fame or whatever exactly. it might be that yeah. that you have to be you're being hired as much for your expertise as you are for your integrity and your um and and so it's really about trust in your line of work.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. So yeah, thanks for saying that because I think that's definitely a a quality of value that's important to me. And I think it's, I'm lucky to be doing what I do, you know, working with the body and working with people to, to kind of help, uh, help them perform at their top level. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I think trust really is an anchor point for that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I uh, mean, and
1: and I guess if you think about it and break it down, maybe in any profession, they're, that's one of the top things is, you know, you have a teacher. Do you trust that they have your best interests at hand? You know, someone's, you know, handling your money. Do you trust that they're not embezzling your money? (laughs) You know, if someone's dealing with your body, do you trust that they're not going to hurt you? I mean, how many people have talked about chiropractors who leave them? You know, I feel like uh, I've met some great chiropractors that have helped me. Mm -hmm. And then you all, I also know, I, I think in that field, a lot of them feel like, oh, other chiropractors that are not as careful have given the industry a bad name because people think, oh, they're, you know, they've left people in more pain than they began.
0: Yeah, which may be the case. Yeah. And I think uh, my two little brothers are chiropractors. So it's, it's interesting because my <clears throat> two little brothers are chiropractors and they also work with uh, professional athletes like uh and I spent so much time in tennis. I don't think like some of those athletes would mind me mentioning their names. You know, like one brother, Clint, he works with John Isner, who's uh, a top American tennis player, a phenomenal guy, an athlete. Uh, and he's been working with him for several years. And then Casey, my. You know, other little brother who's also a chiropractor. He's worked with tennis with several top players like throughout the years. Um, and my dad's a physical therapist, has his own clinic in Montana. Uh, my sister's a massage therapist. Uh, wow. There's like like a, a lot of, us of like healers in that space. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, that's uh, that's
1: kind of crazy. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Yeah. And, and now, do you guys? You guys grew up, and we talked about this a little bit before we sat down. You grew up in Montana, and you showed me a picture your sister just sent you from like yesterday that looks yes, like insane. I mean that you could blow that up, <laughs> and I would hang that on my wall in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, it's so beautiful up there, and you were around nature, and we're saying that you didn't really even realize. The beauty of it until you left it. Yeah. Um, did, did you guys have animals growing up? Like, were you, were, did you have like no. a farm or, or, no, or, or?
0: <laughs> that's, that's a normal question. <laughs> well, no, though. it just seems like, I mean, yeah. all, all everybody working
1: like on the body and, you know, yeah, working yeah, with exactly. their hands. And yeah. you, you would think, like, oh, maybe you guys were like, you know, you had horses or, yeah, you had, exactly.
0: I don't know, you know, <laughs> no, we didn't. I mean, we grew up in, in Missoula. So it's, it's more of like an urban like city, but maybe it's like 70,000 um, people or something. There's a university. Like it's one of the bigger cities in Montana, but Montana's like, it's the fourth largest state and it's less than, or right around a million people. Like there's more cows than wow. people. It's, you know,
1: I've never been. And I, that's one of those, I've traveled cross country like yeah. seven times. I've never been to Montana. I, it's like on my list of we places I want to go. Yeah. We
0: should do a trip up there. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um no, so we didn't have you know, we had we had a couple dogs growing up, but no like horses or cows or anything like that. Right. But but we were I mean, Missoula's like the movie River Runs Through It is that's Missoula. Oh. So we have a river right through our oh, that's it's in a valley, a... like surrounded by mountains. That. Yeah, so we can be up in the in the mountain skiing just fifteen minutes from our house or you know, right onto the river fishing, just, so you know, you fly, fish? fly, fish, hike clon- Like, yeah, I don't think I really realized uh, that nature's a bit a part of me until I left and yeah. then would come, you know, I left uh, after school and I traveled with tennis and all, all over the world. And every time I came home, I remember like kind of pausing, like, whoa, like, like this place I, is beautiful. Did like one, one Do you of, ever see yourself yeah. going back? Um. Yeah, I kind of see myself like I would love to have a, I'd love to there. have like a lake house, like a place there. Yeah. But uh, LA is a great spot for me because there's so many high level athletes, performers that, and for me, I'm, you know, locally, I'm more so traveling to people's homes for treatment and like, yeah. so there's not that kind of population in many places. Oh, you, you know what know, I mean? Okay, like, <laughs> so, you brought, so you brought something up.
1: So this is, this is kind of cool because just go in keeping with the, um, the theme of the podcast, 10,000 Um it, I'm sure. And I want to get to that, like some of the no's you've had, because I'm, I'm sure they exist. Although it took to, to hear you talk, it seems like, man, this guy, like kind of has done everything. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of nos. I'm sure there are. That's never the story. But one thing is um, I'm always fascinated by, you know, you, you, you work with some people that a lot of people would would probably feel like, "Oh my god that's that's so cool you know they're they're so high level, so it sounds glamorous and yeah. yet you know you Put your board in the car, and you have like your okay, toolkit, exactly. which you use on me. By the way, I I had a back spasm shortly after I met Rory, and I I like texted him and said, "Hey, man, my back spasm. And he goes, "Come by," and he was like a mad scientist in his in his house. He had me like laying down on a table, and took out some like, and like you know like fixed my back. It was like amazing. But anyway, you have this little like this toolkit. You you put it in the car. I mean, do you see what you do? as glamorous or do you feel like you're like a like a a a lunch pail kind of like the way i feel like as an actor it's like i'm a lunch pail actor i go i show up it's a it's a craft i go and i do it and it's like how do you kind of view what you do like you're like doing house calls you know
0: i guess i don't really think of it that i don't think i think of it that way i just go uh, i just do what i do it's like i i it's kind of what i do like i you know whether i'm whether I'm traveling with an athlete on the road or here and I'm going to someone's home, it's kind of like, uh, we, when I say we like, you know, my brothers and I, as far as how we think of the body and work with it, like we will, we'll travel with a treatment table. So you'll have like your table and then you have all your supplies, whether it's cause we do a lot of different stuff, you know? So, you know, different, tools for for the things we do grass and our cups or taping and you know all these different things that you need maybe at some point when uh depending on who you're working with and what's going on at that moment I think that maybe that's the fun part is like you get to sit down with someone and what's going on what's important to you what you know you have this this match or this game tomorrow or in a couple days and you have this sprained ankle, you have this, this pain going on or this. So how do we sort that out? Like as fast as possible for, so, you know so what I mean?
1: Yeah. How does it work with um? you? Say you're going with like one client, uh, you know, whether they're a football player, entertainer, whatever they happen to be, um, you, you go with them. And then are you just kind of like on call with them while you're in the, same, like, do you, how did, like, how many, Is there a lot of downtime?
0: Is there? Yeah, there is. So yeah, that is how it works. It's you. You're on call essentially, and then so whenever the client, the athlete, or whoever needs you is, that's when you have your window. So it is different, though. Like, uh, so like for to speak with like pro tennis, for example, like those guys train six out of seven days. They're hitting. You know, like training. Couple hours, two, three hours a day. Often, like I can't
1: imagine the conditioning yeah, that goes into being a pro. It's crazy.
0: Player. They're like the level of discipline on the body and the mind, and the travel. Like their they're seasons from January to the to middle end of November. The top players, <sighs> like it's pretty much.
1: Is that the very, one sport out of all the ones that you service? Is that the one that you would say is the most brutal on the body, ironically? I mean, like football, you would think you're getting hit, you know, every time. I mean, if you're a lineman, you're, I don't know if you work with linemen, you work with more like um, kind of the skill positions or or what. But would you say tennis is one of the most brutal on the body?
0: Yeah, I think it's extremely demanding because those, you know, in tennis, you can, the guys will play. You know, if it's like at a slam, they might play three hours or even four hour match and then have a day to recover. And then the next day they could repeat it. You know what I mean? And over and over in a slam, you have to win seven matches to win like, you know, Wimbledon, like Federer just did or, you know, like it's those guys have to be able to play and then their bodies got to hold up and, you know, and continue to to produce and perform throughout you know, whether it's a week or two weeks. So most tournaments are a week, some, and then the slams are two weeks long. So those guys are getting, they might have a day in between matches early on in the tournament and then it's back to back. So then they're playing every day. Like, like uh, Isner's in the final in Atlanta right now as we speak. Like, and he, he played yesterday and Atlanta's like hot right now. He can be over a hundred degrees. This is my brother's guy. So it's like, the demands on on the the tennis athlete for the just the the heat, the travel, the yeah. the actual physical, you know, it's it's a lot. But then you flip the I'm um, just thinking of like then if I would, you know, fly in to connect with one of the NFL players, um, it's funny because tennis guys are very in tune with their body. Like, uh they can know like oh, my Shoulders, just something you know doesn't feel quite right, or you know, or my my calves, or you know, something. It's like I feel like they might kind of be in tune at a high level yeah. sometimes. In the, but the football guys, uh, I mean, depending on the position, but I worked, you know, so like linebackers or some of the the guys that hit a lot. Yeah. Um, they you know going and it's like you know what's you know what's what's going on? How's the body? Pretty good, you know, except for you know, had been through this knee surgery. So that's a, a point of focus. And then, but it's like, as you start to go through the body and, and, and check them out, it's, oh yeah, my finger's broken. My ribs bruised, like There's this toe's bit. broken, yeah. but they're especially in season. Cause it's like, that's the deal. That's the deal. They're playing there. Yeah. So it's as far as like demands on the body, it's different. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause the football guys, they're dealing with a lot of like serious pain that's just not even registering on the the mind you know what they i mean just it's just like force
1: it out they, if, yeah. if, they, if they thought about it they wouldn't be playing exactly yeah, yeah. So, um yeah. Oh, so so uh, you know uh you played uh d1 college you were quarterback at oregon state yeah and you went to junior college as well and, and then you went to idaho idaho and you played there as well yeah aspirations to play professionally <laughs>
0: No. My path was kind of like uh yeah, from high school went to Oregon State. And I was like a was walk on, but kind of asked to walk on. So uh, that that was kind of my my step into Oregon State and then then I went down to a JC actually right outside Chico Butte Junior College for two seasons and then up to Idaho and that's where I finished and played quarterback. I love football and competing and and I always wanted to be with kind of like the top athletes you know what I mean and that was a I mean maybe even I was thinking my dad played at Stanford was a good athlete my grandpa actually played at Oregon State I think maybe I had some some aspirations of like going to a bigger school then because Montana's pretty small you know and not a lot of kids from Montana go to D1 schools like uh, but so that was something I loved and I loved competing and be you know, being with the guys and like uh and I love the cerebral aspect of quarterback, you yeah. know, and like Did you reading. play defense
1: in high school as well? Do you play strong safety or something like that? Yeah, like free safety. Free safety. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh so yeah, I loved football. I didn't, unfortunately never like really was playing <laughs> like on the field. I was <laughs> always college, like yeah. yeah, like third string or, or you front, did you know all four years. You did yeah. all four years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and um was there a point so going back to high school there, were
0: you like all state quarterback in, in no. high school kind of, I wasn't all state. I think I was a, I was like, uh, was a pretty good athlete, but our team was not very good. Uh, yeah. so yeah, just, it's kind of interesting, you huh? know, cause I just always, um, I was a good athlete, you know, did, uh, kind of like the all-stars all growing up and, uh, loved football and was, a good player, but is that the only sport not, you
1: played varsity, or did you play like uh, baseballs, yeah, just
0: just just football, just football yeah, yeah. Um, but
1: was there a point where you were where you did think like hey, maybe i'll I'll go play pro or was that like when you were in seventh grade like when did that
0: no I didn't was there I any guess point for me where
1: you kind of said, huh, I see football for what it is I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play in college, but yeah, you know it's done after that like was there a certain point where
0: yeah, I think that's it's kind of funny thinking about that because I guess I even even how I work and you know from the different um, people I work with going on different jobs you know athletes or entertained. it's kind of I'm um, just in that moment doing that thing you know what I mean it was like from high school I went to Oregon State and I loved that experience and like the guys that I met and that's that was my first exposure to to like you know, you learn about like genetic ceiling and x-phys and like with the body and that was my first exposure to another level of athlete like yeah. cuz a, a lot a lot in college like at Oregon State there was a lot of a lot of my friends went to the NFL and they you know as freshmen these guys were like that was their conversation like oh yeah, we're going to the league and for me that was I wasn't never, in that, that school. So I was just like catching up happy to be there like yeah. uh I played quarterback we didn't really have uh, quarterback coach necessarily, or like, you know, really? as far as the footwork and like, it was just really, yeah. So a- at I Oregon was state? no at Oregon state. Yes. Oh, oh, but in, right. high oh, in high school, high yeah. school. So like when I got to Oregon state, like I loved the, the quarterback coach and, uh, Dennis Erickson was the coach at the time who would, uh, who I really enjoyed, you know, he was a quarterback himself and a, and a good coach. And so, we would, you know, going through the different drills for even just the basics of, you know, three step, like five step hitch, no hitch, like just the mechanics of yeah. and uh, uh so for me I was like growing so fast and so like <laughs> engaged. And you're you know so what I mean? and
1: you are so uh just the way you always talk about your <sighs> profession now, you are so specific that yeah. I would imagine you would have eaten that up. Yeah, I
0: was loving it. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, the other quarterbacks there They've been groomed with like really, you yeah. know, they're, they're like your prototype. Maybe it could be a NFL quarterback. Like they, you know, come from
1: was the their size of Were coaches. these guys like? Because uh, you're you're a big guy, but how tall are you? You're not like uh,
0: six one. You're like, six one. Yeah. Were these guys like so six, like four six, four six five, five? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. two thirty. Like kind of more prototype like right quarterback for like NFL or. Uh, but they also had. Um, once I learned and, you know, became friends and like their their coaches were ex D1 quarterbacks. And you know what I mean? There's like their high school, their high school coaches. Uh, and yeah. it's like there's there's just different levels of not grooming, but kind of just like uh,
1: exposure yeah, to ex- that kind of that level. That level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you talked about, you know, before we sat down, you were talking about like then from there to go deal with the the pros that you deal with in all these different sports. We were talking about, I told you, my brother skied with Johnny Mosley, Olympic skier. And, you know, we ski with this pretty sick group of guys that, you know, will do crazy stuff. And he said when Johnny Mosley was there, it was like next level just times a thousand. And that's kind of what I think like the average, you know... (laughs) You jock out there who you know like i i played uh high school football and lacrosse i, I played lacrosse in college but i'm like eh you know yeah. it's like you yeah. get next to someone who actually played for a long time in the pros it yeah. is just like it's a different the strength the speed yeah. the agility the mindset just hearing you talk about the yeah. the quarterback coaching you think about being a pro quarterback i mean those guys it's like the, the amount of decisions you have to make in, in a snap
0: in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. It's fun. It's fun thinking about that. Like, but that, that was a great learning point for me to, to f- like really feel and be a part of the, a really like a higher level athlete, which, you know, down the road, cause that's, that's who I've, who I work with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, it uh, it's a great experience for me to be in like uh you know to go to Oregon State and then and then to see you know friends of mine like uh there's Nick Barnett's a a good friend of mine who played in the NFL like 11 years and I worked with him for many years yeah. and he played at Oregon State and we came in together at both like 190, like close to the same height, like yeah. same weights, like we're on the same cards for weights and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like after a couple of months, Nick's just blowing through my, through the, there's just what no happened? longer connected. He just, like he just, that's where I say genetics. Like So
1: did he come into it? Uh, like, he Was it like he hadn't been exposed, he had not been exposed to that kind of training prior to that? So that's why it, he didn't know he had it in him or- did he just Yeah, well, you think
0: what, you you're what, 18, and then, like, I think you I think, think You are just like a little a little
1: delay, and then he was like a late was,
0: well, a late think of that's kind of the process of the like, process through of uh once you once you get to strength the strength coaches are, are really really <laughs> you you know, number one, one, they they a you you into a, a program where it's really kind of strict, like, you're lifting every day, like, yeah. and it's periodized, it's well thought out, like, so maybe you're... Uh The body just responds to the stimulus to like what you're putting into it. So, I think just a matter of just young guys like eating eating a lot of food, yeah. w- lifting weights, How training. Much did you get like, up?
1: did you get crazy big? Were you up to like two, thirty? Two something? ten two is ten. like the
0: biggest I got. Like, okay.
1: Yeah. And you're like ten. what one ninety right now? Two o five.
0: Two o five. Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, you got legs legs
1: yeah. yeah um so so uh <laughs> it's so funny like talking to you i'm just thinking like people are going to be listening going like did you have <laughs> any nose like because like, you you're, you're so positive about everything i know that you nose. do like what, like well, did you did you have anything where you were you know whether it's like present day or if it was like growing up you seem like i'm imagining you're a great student it sounds like you're a great athlete was there anything like any anything that you kind of um I feel like I'm like, I feel like 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 Jerry Maguire when he's like trying to get him, (laughs) he's trying to get Cuba Gooding Jr. to to cry on the show. I'm like trying to like push your buttons here. We're going to get, we're going to get some, something in there. But no, but was there anything that you kind of like, where you thought you hit a wall and that spun you in a direction to where you are now or anything like that, or that comes to
0: mind? Um. Gosh. I mean, I haven't thought about like yeah. football or like early on for me in a long time, but I was thinking, cause I was, I was a walk on, but I also had a relationship somewhat with, uh, my grandpa played at Oregon state. Like, so I, in, in, um, uh, I think in division one football and like the NFL, there's a, there's a, almost like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? Of, yeah. uh, of once you're in at a certain level, those guys, uh, you'll see a lot of family members and stuff being kind of in. And Mm -hmm. so, but for me, I, 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 you know, always wanted to go to a higher level university to play. And so I called a lot of coaches on my own as in high school, as a senior, you know what I mean? So I got a lot of, no, that's not going to worry. Sending tape, you know, send tape out. But I called on my own to, to the just cold called head coaches at like different universities. Like Michigan was another university that I loved. Like growing up, I always, I don't know why I just always loved like the Wolverines. Like, so that was, you know, I think I called them and called like other universities and then called, uh, you know, Erickson at Oregon state. And he's like, send your film and like check. And then, then he's like, yeah, you know, I'd love to have you come out as a walk on, you know what I mean? Like, so which is a win for me. I was just excited to, to yeah. be a part of the team. And then, and it was such a positive experience because I met amazing, amazing guys that are still friends and like, but I guess that process of the nose like early on. Yeah. But then from there, um, then from there I went, uh, I graduated with, you know, uh, sports science and then I went, and had an internship at a place called Athletes Performance, which is now Exos. And uh, my exercise physiology teacher at Idaho was also the ex-phys, like, master's thesis teacher for Mark Verstegen, who is the founder of Athletes Performance, which is, like, a really, I would say, world-class training center um, for, you know, different professional athletes, and now uh, the military special forces. And like, so he, when, you know, and I loved ex phys and exercise phys, just, just exercise just, physiology,
1: exercise, like exercise
0: a physiology. undergrad, yeah. uh, you know, for your bachelor's, like that's just, yeah. and one of the prereqs for like to get into physical therapy school, you need, you know, anatomy, physiology, exercise, physiology, upper division, you know, yeah. patho these different courses. Um, so that was, that's kind of a random connection that, that, you know, the, my teacher's like, Hey, you would love this guy, Mark Verstegen. I think you're on the same wavelength. He just opened this gym in Arizona, you know, like you should I'm sh- do an internship there. And, and so that I ended up going there and that was my first real exposure to, uh, f- like top phenomenal coaches. Cause they, they had the NFL combine guys they had NFL vets, major league baseball, like all the pro athletes. If you can imagine in this space within, they have their strength coaches. They have physios, chiros, nutrition. It's kind of like all in one yeah. place. So for someone like me, it was like amazing because it's, it's such a creative environment to be around, um it's almost like as an artist like your paint and everything it's yeah, like you got right the, the highest course. like yeah. level like these guys can do unbelievable stuff and you get to be a part of that you know yeah. like so you can that was my first exposure to like seeing the difference between a 44 four and a four three forty dash which is like a big difference but you wouldn't know that until you're actually like in the presence of that kind of speed you know yeah. what i mean yeah. uh or seeing well, i mean like 40 plus vertical jump and over 11 foot broad jumps and like the power and explosiveness and athleticism that I think is really lucky. Cause not everyone's exposed to that kind of environment. Right. And then as well as like uh, extremely lucky for the the coaches and mentors there from the therapy and training side. So I went there as a strength coach intern for like three, four months. And then I went to PT school and one of the first, you know, when I went to school and was interviewing at different schools, that was one of the things like I was very serious about for in, in physical therapy school, you do rotations um, in all settings. So like in the hospital and the outpatient clinic. And and so I was, I really wanted to make sure I could set up where I could go back to athletes performance <laughs> as a therapist. Yeah. And so that worked out, too. So I went back there. um after physical therapy school my my final internship was there for another four months from the therapy side so i got a really really unique experience yeah of well being you know what with, i want to
1: point out yeah. to the people who are listening um you know it, it's it's funny because uh you know those people that that could rub you the wrong way, where they're just like they they make it sound like everything that they do is great. And You're like, okay, man, come on, you know, whatever. It's so interesting to hear you because you're you you're so humble, and yet you, it's like you don't. It, it, as I'm hearing you take these questions, I don't think you see a lot of no's in your life, but but I think that's because you've chosen. It, it's so. I think inherent to your personality that you don't choose to, it's like you don't even go through the process of saying, I'm gonna turn this no into yes. You just see it that way. Like a lot of other people would describe, you know, cold calling much differently. You know, a lot of other people would describe going to the school and and playing, but not getting any time much differently than you would. A lot of other people, you just, you seem so grateful for all of your experiences. And so no matter what, where you go, it seems that like you it seems like you're like, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, so it's, it's like, it's interesting. It's not, it's actually really interesting to me. You're not, um, cause you're certainly, not, I mean, you, you could be a total braggart. You have the, you have the, the, the credits, the, uh, just a pedigree to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm so great at all this, but that's not, you just, you seem grateful for the opportunity. Even when I asked you about, you know, going around, you go to different places. You're like, well, I don't even, I don't think about that. I just, this is what I do. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of a great, um, I think it's like a blessing. You don't seem like you, uh, I mean, I overanalyze stuff way too much. You seem like you kind of, you're extremely, uh, detail-oriented, and yet it all goes into the work. None of it seems to go into questioning your choices. You just seem like you just go, you do it, you get the best experience out of it, and then you go to the next place. It's really refreshing. its I think it's rare, I think. Well, I'm like, where's your fucking note, man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. I mean, I do think uh, that is my process is uh i think it's really important to be grateful for the moment you're in you know what i mean and who you're with uh there's a yeah just thinking of one lesson shit there's so many <clears throat> lessons that you learn throughout life and your teachers are like the athletes you work with uh, your friends like you never know when they're coming you know what i mean but i remember uh there's a a coach Brian Barker who worked with uh James Blake, who is an, a really good friend of mine and an athlete that I worked with for a long time and played pro tennis at the highest level. And so Brian, and I just thought of this because he, you know, he would say, um, he's like, let's go on a thanks, like Thanksgiving tour. Like we never know, like this might be over tomorrow. Like, and that's just that attitude resonates with me. Cause it's, it's, a, uh, yeah, just, that's how I feel like life makes sense to me, and it's like, yeah, you never know. Like, you're around these top athletes and, and doing what you love, and but that might not be there tomorrow. I don't know. Like, yeah. really enjoy this. You See, know what I mean? Like, really enjoy that. this.
1: A lot of people say that. I feel like you really legitimately do it. It's which is which is great. I think a lot of people wait for you know, something uh, tragic happens and then they start to realize that. You seem like, wait, where did that come from? Did that come from uh, your mom or your dad or or yeah. your, bro- your, your siblings? Your, you know, what?
0: Yeah, I bet that comes from my, I think my dad shared that lesson of just like the, I feel like he was pretty supportive to us and gave the lesson of like, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think- Maybe that's the biggest lesson, like you, just the the confidence to to do what you want to do in life. You know what I mean? And uh, that's that's a pretty good he must be gift, a, right? Like because teacher, he uh, he's like phenomenal. Guys, and as a as a therapist, um, he's next level phenomenal. Like, and that's something when I went to athletes' performance and was around, you know, Mark Verstegen and these guys that are so that I consider like just the top of the top in what they do um it was really nice going there and learn like my dad's in in missoula montana but he's always ahead of like the curve i feel like he's just like yeah. uh he's a guy that knows like he just like knows everything somehow it's like in in college you're you know you're studying like physics and it's like hey what about how does How does this work or how does the refrigerator cool when it's, you know, like, and he like, or this, he he just remembered that stuff like, like this, like could just talk like, like he's in class with you. And I I can't do that. Does he have a photographic
1: memory or something? No, he
0: doesn't. Is he like a
1: genius on the IQ level or is he just? No, he
0: even told me like he hasn't had, even had a couple bad concussions in college in uh, playing football where he said he actually had to completely relearn his math. Like, he couldn't remember his, like, chemistry and, like, really? math. And, like, so he's had some issues in that realm. Uh, but, yeah, he just – he's one of those guys that just seems to – like, you ask a question they just seems to know, like – and, like, the specific scientific, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um,
1: It's great to be around people like people that. Like that yeah. um, my brother's got a friend like that who uh, – we ski with. And, and I always say he's like the most interesting man in the world. Cause he's, I, I actually want to have him on this show because cool. you could talk about <laughs> any topic and and he's again, not like he's bragging or like trying to show you that he knows it, but he just, uh, he knows a lot of specific information about everything. <laughs> and I,
0: I, You know, I feel like My I could watch a movie
1: and be like, I love that movie. And then someone's like, how did it end? And I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> exactly you know but there but there are some people that you could be around and it's like they're like a walking encyclopedia it sounds yeah. like your dad is a little bit
0: yeah, he's got some of that that for sure. way yeah. yeah yeah and he uh he he also has uh so he's he's very intuitive treating people uh he's very much you know sound in the science with treating and looking at the body but then he's also very open to what can't be explained almost you know what I mean, and yeah. he's he taught me early on uh, uh I went to physical therapy school at the University of Montana in Missoula, which is where i'm from and where he has the clinic, so that's also I was extremely lucky to be going through school where then I could go to the clinic and talk to my dad about this is what i'm learning, and this is and and he could teach me like you know where you know you're finding these bones and this adjustment or mobilization or and it's like when, when you're a young therapist, you are you have so much knowledge in your head about the body, but you, you don't necessarily trust it. You have to like a lot of young therapists and are heavy handed. Like it's like I have to feel this bone, but it's yeah. like and he taught me like trust, you know, the anatomy, you know, the body like it's where is it? It's right here. You don't have to like push through someone's. You know, I don't have to push all the way down to find your radial head like I can just go, it's right here. You know what I mean? But yeah. it t- that take that depth of skill takes time, like takes some time and it takes some uh, processing to get to that level. But uh, it's almost yeah, so- like
1: you and your brothers and your sister are. Like the Peyton and Eli Mannings of the of the therapy world. It's like you got like Archie Manning as a dad. Like he's like, you know, he's like the the, the, the it sounds like he's really good at what he does and really good at teaching what yeah. he does. So it makes more sense to me now when you said that at the beginning that you know chiropractors and and uh, uh, a therapist, a massage therapist. Yeah, sister, my sister. Yeah. Um, I was like, God, that's bizarre but now it makes more sense to me yeah um and and your 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 mom
0: is uh, my mom's a teacher she teaches high school like uh english kind of like study skill a little like all subjects and she tends to get uh some of the tougher kids with you know case files and have a little bit more tougher upbringing and she has that's her population for kids. My
1: mom, uh, was a, she's retired now. She was a special ed teacher at the high school where I went and, um, same thing. Well, it wasn't, it was, sometimes it could be, you know, behavioral problems or it could end up linking together, you know, as a result of a learning disability. But a lot of times it was, you know, maybe, uh, dyslexia or, any kind of learning disability. And so there's, I know, uh, you know, I don't know if this is how how your mom is, but my mom's, I think, really patient. And I think that's, I don't know which came first, if she got into that because she was patient or she developed patience by-
0: Being in that environment. Being
1: in that environment because you have to be, you know. Um, But did she, did did your mom, did she teach where you went to school or?
0: No, different high school actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. She taught, she, I think she was at the high school I went to when I was young. She ta- she's still teaching. She's taught for many years. Like, really? And then she took How old is a you? little break. She's 68, if I'm correct. Like, okay. So she's getting close to retiring. But yeah. uh, she ta- there's five of us. So I think she taught, and then she took a little time off raising us and then went back to teaching. So, and she's, so she went from you know the high school I went to to another one. But so I never was in school at the yeah. same school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When your mom is at this high school, like everything that happens like gets back to her really quick. <laughs> it's bet. a little annoying. That
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> so, anything that
1: goes wrong, man, it's
0: like well, she knows yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. So I lucked out on that end.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um uh anything else you want to uh you what what are we what are we missing here? What do we um. uh what, what about,
0: um, I think one less, cause I feel like I kind of got off the, what I was tying back and forth between learning w- with my dad and then that first day and with the training center, they, uh, I think I was set up at a really solid foundation of teaching about, you know, for how he teaches posture and working with the body. And like, and then, so I was at a good place when I went there to see like, whoa, this, stuff that he is teaching in montana and missoula is this same stuff they're they're like harping on here with the pro athletes you know what i mean like hey. um and i think another another valuable thing i got there was uh verstegen, who is the founder there he you know he was super busy coaching etc and i had this i had a I, I remember having you know as a young kid like just processing all the information. And I was so excited being there like in that environment and after hours working, you know, doing a workout and he's training a, an athlete and it's like, Oh, what about, you know, what about, you know, adding this to this movement, like, you know, getting into the body and, and I go and Hey Mark, what do you think about this? Like, so right in the middle of his training, you know, the athlete that he's working with goes and grabs water and then I come up, but that that's a guy that, uh, that, uh, you feel like you're the only person in the room with so that, that real, like, it's a strong presence, like, uh, of connecting where even it's like a 30 seconds or it's like, you're the only one in the room with someone maybe. And my dad has that as well. Like, so he great listeners, uh, great listeners and connecting with like his clients. So that's something like, you know, experiencing that in Arizona with Verstegen and then, and then, you know, having that trigger, like that's how my dad is as well. And I think in life, like connection presence, like is, is so valuable, you know, it's so strong, especially in the kind of the healing arts or world, like working with someone to be able to sit down and just connect, like maybe it goes back to the trust, like authentically to be able to connect with someone and like, Hey, I'm here to, help out but they really know like energetically like you're there yeah it's a big difference between that and someone that's not really there you know it's sitting there but they're they're checked out you know what 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 i mean
1: that i'm going through right now i feel like um i've been so busy and i've had independently three my brother and two one friend from uh high school and one friend from out here individually say to me hey you're all over the place like you like they they all said it in different ways and I kind of was like no 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 and then all of a sudden recently it hit me and I was like huh I you know it's it's huge and I would imagine people listening to this right now might identify with that, that it's like, especially in this day and age, you know, I got two kids, you got a career, you got a wife, you got, you you know, you're, you're moving around town and taking them to this and that. And it's so easy. I mean, and it's crazy. I'm in a field where you got to be present as an actor. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking myself, well, if, if close people that are close to me are telling me they don't feel like I'm fully present in, in, in that friendship, then my acting is suffering as a result of it, too. It's interesting to hear you put it in that way. And um, it's a great lesson of just, like, clear the clutter and just be where you are right now. Yeah. And, you know, that other stuff is not going to—the the world's not going to collapse if that other stuff doesn't get done. Right. Which I think sometimes I'm guilty of going, like, yeah, man, that's great. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, But it's like I'm doing, like, 50 things at the same time. It's like, why, man? Why— are you doing this? Yeah. Just slow down and be really good at the thing you're doing right now, which sounds like what you do and how you've answered every question is like, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just
0: doing what I do. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's interesting. It's, it's like, am I saying it's like the wrong answer? No, it's like, wait, I no. Think it's about because
1: that. It's, like, it, it, it's, it's surprising to me because you're a cerebral guy and you're a guy who's I think pretty in touch with things that are going on it's not like you're you're very present and yet you waste no time you just kind of do it's exactly what you said you just do what you do yeah. you did it when you were in college you were playing football then you went and you studied that's what you did <laughs> now you, you you know help people yeah exactly yeah. It's interesting
0: that's yeah, uh, i guess that could be a little weird or but it, yeah it is kind of like no, I think
1: that's it's the- something – it makes me think like, huh, that's what I want to be doing. You're not wasting any extraneous energy going out this way. Everything you're doing is focused. And it doesn't seem like – you You don't strike me as someone who's like holding on too tight at all. You're pretty you, – you, even the way you describe your dad – how he's scientific and specific, but he's also open to whatever's happening in the moment. You s- seem that way, I would imagine. Actually, even when you, tra- when you treated my back, yeah. when I, I called you, you were like, yeah, come on over. You, you looked, you, you assessed, you did it. It was like very calm. I remember, <laughs> I remember being like, man, this is like amazing. Like you just, you just like integrated it into your day. <laughs> like it was no big deal. And like, I walked out like, wow, that, I feel great. <laughs> that's good. It's kind of, it's like a, I think it's a, it's a special gift. I that's, really do.
0: That's fun to hear. I think. And yeah, I think so f- for me, I know it's lucky to be doing something like to do what I I'm doing to try to help people with it, It's like, it is maybe my if you know you hear people talk about flow a lot or like this that is kind of like where i don't know it's where i'm uh i know i'm a creative person and it's like where i can be creative and it's like i always value like blank space like you know like computer paper like this that's how i'll start the morning often like if i can just have like blank paper and a pen and like and just write like in then maybe I'll listen to some talk, or and then it sparks some other idea that relates to how I think about the body and like so. Just the process of kind of like letting my like creative like thoughts go is really like helpful to me. You know, is what that I mean? a, like, that's
1: a morning ritual you do almost every day or every day?
0: No, it, or just uh, random. Kind of random, but more more days than not would be something I would do. But uh yeah, I think I. I like I like to really study and dive into different realms of of the body and like uh or, or like like different breathing techniques I've been studying a lot like the last couple of years and I'll integrate that into treatment. But uh, it's kind of like okay, what do I actually do when I'm treating? And I think that's what I do is is what you're saying. Like if I can just be present and kind of like if I can be present with someone and meet them where they're at and find out what's important. And, and then I can help guide them to that place. That's the place where if, if, if I can come in kind of present and connected to myself and grounded, then I know I'm in a good spot to, to do what I do to like, you know what I mean? I, I, then I can trust like that things will come to me. Like, like I'll just, and that's how it works. Like, you know, I'll start treating this like, Oh, dry needling. Just like, once I feel this tissue and this, this pain and injury you have and how you're describing it, this tool I think would really help like the most. And it's like, oh, this tool or this, these breathing exercises I think would really help kind of shift your body more into like a neutral, like healing state. Like, and which is, that's how I do it. It's kind of fun. Cause it's like, if I trust in myself and the pro in my like love and passion for it. Cause I'm always like learning and studying. It's like what I love to do. Then I just try to like, get out of the way, like just let it happen. You know what I mean? It sounds Which, like,
1: you know, you're describing <laughs> this, this really sounds like, uh, I guess it applies to every field. It sounds like great acting. I, I, I immediately go to that because that's, yeah, you that's, know, your thing. that's your it's thing. What, it's what I do. But I think of like, if I could describe, you know, uh, any of the best moments, for me that's what's happening uh you know you're always striving to kind of get back to that magical spot unfortunately it doesn't happen every take or it doesn't happen for a full take or once in a while you know you kind of you find that flow um i think the greats of the great that's you know people talk about Marlon Brando that's like your description is almost how i you know kind of Think of him, his his acting and, and his, you know, his best moments, uh, just relying, trusting that it's there and being completely open to inspiration in the moment and what may happen or not happen, but really listening and yeah. not just acting like you're listening, which, you know, when I you if you watch yourself, you can catch yourself acting and it's excruciating, (laughs) you know, and then you can sometimes see where you had a good moment and you go, okay, that was was okay. I feel like I was really, you know, authentically there. And, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's cool to hear you put it that way. It's like, uh, it's like magical almost.
0: Yeah. It's fun. Listen, you, listening to you say that, and even like to be able to sit down at like a podcast cuz it's like oh I get to hang out with Matt you know what I mean like and you're such a high functioning human you know what I mean on oh, as an actor nice. as like as a as a dad as a husband as like uh you you have so much stuff going on that you are able to manage but then uh, you like how you just described that with Marlon Brando and with yourself and you you're aware of that it goes in and out you know what I mean like of really being in, in that, uh, space or whatever, you know, like yeah. really present in, in, like in that flow moment, like, but that's like, it's cool to be sitting here as a therapist trainer, like in my world. And then you like in acting and every, you know, and everything else, like it's the same, you know what I mean? It is yeah, kind of like same. that same,
1: uh, well, it's interesting. The more interviews I do, the more I'm realizing it, it's, it's been really rewarding so far. Uh, it's just, it doesn't matter what someone does. It's just, I think, this human experience of everyone's just trying to kind of figure it out and they're trying to get to that, I guess people call it flow or people call it in the moment, you know, as an actor or or being present, whatever it is, it seems like all of us, I mean, like if you interviewed anyone in the world they would probably when they're describing their best moments as a human you know they will have that element to it whether it's someone holding their baby or their kid or their right. wife whatever it might be it's it's always has an element of like that they're not planning it they're just kind of living it and so their mind is removed and they're just there yeah and then it's like i feel like uh you're always you, i always be like i'm always striving to get back to more of those moments but yeah. because we're human we just it's we just and can't out. you know yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. and out i mean yeah. it's just it is what it is and yeah. then and then the next thing which you sound better at than me is when you're not in the moment is to not beat yourself up about not being in the moment <laughs> which i i'm guilty of and i'm trying to be less guilty of which is like you know i told you that i listened back to um some of these interviews and like the first one I did I'm like cringing yeah at, <laughs> just cringing at myself but it's like okay well move on you know yeah. you did that you sucked in that moment
0: whatever yeah what are you going to do stop yeah Oh yeah and, and I think uh, uh going back to the the IBP ex- coursework that was a three-year program for like an allied health professional but one of so you learn some terminology like on any any method that you learn but they would call they call attunement like that's kind of a presence like attunement is attuning to another person or like like the mom and the baby and but the truth is like it's every everyone it's intermittent it's always like fleeting it's in and out so i think like from my space of training like an athlete or or just as a human what's your capacity to hold charge like you we're like a container our bodies and our minds and what is your capacity to hold like a strong charge like when you connect with someone uh like eye to eye you know like there's a certain level of emotion and like uh that can be too much to tolerate for some people and they go out of like being kind of present in your body and grounded and connected uh that's hard for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Oh, well and that it,
1: brings something up then yeah. with your clients, you have uh such such uh high level people that are in demand from from so many people, and they're they're you know I'm thinking more of like some of the performers that you uh mm-hmm. work with and and you talk about this connection and it sounds like it's like an intimacy is kind of what you're talking about. Do you find that? that might be the best way to treat them, but that you almost have to like shield your eyes and, and like not do that because it's, it's, they don't want, I mean, it, it varies for all day, or, or I guess I could say, have you had clients that um, that have chosen to not let you in and just say like, Hey, just, <laughs> just, just deal with the body. Don't, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, no, yeah, don't yeah. get think... to know me or don't get to. Uh, oh yeah.
0: I think that's part of the, uh... I don't know, emotional intelligence, like understanding boundaries is super important, like especially as a healthcare, like for like a physical therapist, like you have to understand people's boundaries. And then there's another level of like like energetic boundaries, you know what I mean? So to be able to pick up someone's body language and like that's all just part of, to me, like being human, you know what I mean? But I do, I know I'm lucky to have a pretty good IQ in that realm because you do... You know, when someone doesn't and is not aware of boundaries, you know what I mean? And like, then it can be really like, yeah, you need, uncomfortable, you need space. Like, so yeah, for, for me, it's extremely important to understand that. And it's not like, uh, not saying like you sit and stare at someone's eyes or like, it's just, that's, that's kind of like what it is, but it's very subtle. You know what I mean? It's just, it's more of a, I guess. I'm calling it energetic boundary, like understanding the, the energy between being connected with someone and not and understanding. And that's, that's something you learn, you know, like I could, uh, I could be sitting here two feet away and we're talking and then I could come one foot away and it's very uncomfortable. And like that yeah. could really like shut you down or like complete, or I can come 10 feet away. And then that might not be as comfortable. You know what I mean? And yeah. and people start to feel that in their body, like subconscious, like, uh, that doesn't, it doesn't feel as good with you that far away, but I don't like you this close. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you got to feel it out. So I've learned that's part of like that IBP coursework is spending time learning that kind of stuff. So that's a great tool that I can take. And it's not like I'm, actually having these conversations with clients like it's just me it's just i know that i just have had that education and experience in this coursework etc now like i'm aware and like once you're aware of yeah. yourself and stuff you have an opportunity to you can to grow that. and yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's
1: like it reminds me of like going and working on you know one show and then going and working on another show it's like a you know each show is its own family and there's their own dynamics and their own relationships or their own, you know, dysfunction in, in some cases. And, and when you go onto a show as, you know, let's say you're doing a chunk of episodes on a show that's already been running, that's long running. You kind of have to uh, gauge, okay, what's the vibe here yeah, this so, moment, so, right? Well, well even like on this set versus that set, yeah. you know, because different, the, it, it all trickles down from maybe who's number one on the call sheet. They set the tone, or or whatever. The creator of the show, whatever it might be, and and so you're constantly figuring out like what is what is the hierarchy here? What is the what are the rules of the game? And that's like a little bit of what you're talking about. And and the more you do it, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years, it's like, the more you do it, you're not, you're right. You're not thinking of it, exactly. but you're just, you have all of that experience of having done it here, here, here. And it's like, it must be somewhere in our brain that it's like, okay, I'm being too loud. I'm like saying too much, or I'm not, I'm not, ex- you know, exerting myself enough and imposing my, my thoughts on this that I can contribute, whatever it might be. Exactly. It's interesting. It's like, yeah. a, it's a really, uh, it's a similar dynamic, I think, because you're in someone else's world serving, for me, serving their story or their show, for you serving their body.
0: You know? Right. Exactly. It's fun to be operating like that, right? Like, oh, this, this show has this kind of energy or, or this dynamics going on and you're walking in, maybe you haven't been around for these couple of weeks or whatever it is, and now you walk into this and to be able to be, to have the enough, self-awareness and like to to be able to process that not every i don't think everyone's operating from that space you know what i mean yeah it's a
1: challenge sometimes it's a challenge because you don't know what the what are the boundaries what are the rules what are and so sometimes it's trial and error yeah sometimes you overstep your bounds sometimes you don't yeah you don't take up your space you know and that's kind of always you want to take up your space and and yet you you know uh, it's a, it's an interesting little dance that you have to do. Yeah. But um listen man, thank you cool. so much for for coming here. I mean, you're like a a savant, I think. <laughs> you really are. I I really appreciated that you came and sat down with me and um is there any I don't think this exists for you, but is there anywhere like people would follow you or you don't have like any of that like a blog or something like that where you would want people to check out your stuff, right? You're kind of a Not
0: you're, really. You're a I'm on here. Instagram and twitter but i'm not really so active you know what i mean like yeah. so yeah it's kind of yeah
1: all right well <laughs> you guys you guys you got him here and that's that's all you're gonna get
0: rory cordial thank you thanks guys. so much really appreciate it thank you